We invited six notable Twin Cities artists. Shea Cage. Jeffrey Mianza. Carolyn Levy. Christopher Lauder-Gardella. H. Adam Harris. Kurt Kwan. Who are known for both their active work in community and their talent as high-quality actors, directors, writers, puppeteers, and producers to discuss the divide, if it exists, between art for the community and art for art's sake. Special thanks to the Guthrie Theater for hosting this conversation in their Kitchak Lounge in front of a small, invited audience. There's what happens between, like when you're doing community-generated stuff, there's what happens between the makers, Mm -hmm. right? Between the students and the makers and the youth and, you know, the people in the homeless shelter. I mean, whatever whatever group you're working with, there's the, the internal kind of, like, process that has a certain value in and of itself, right? Um, and then you invite an audience in, yeah. and you're going to share it out to the wider audience. Mm-hmm. And often where I feel like, think of maybe kind of get to what, what you're asking, you know, then you have to consider the audience. And then you have to, like, well, not, not that you're not doing that as you're making, right? But sometimes it gets lost on the audience, mm-hmm. you know, because this process has been the principal kind of driver and, like, you know, like consumer of the energy and then you bring in your audience to witness, you know, this, this thing you made together. And I feel like sometimes in some theater processes that I've been involved in, there's a breakdown, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't, you don't successfully communicate it to the audience mm-hmm. because so much has been spent here. Yeah. So um, let's let's actually talk about that because that is, I think, and, and you know, I agree with you. It's my job to be the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. and also I agree with the devil's advocate. <laughs> That's just how my brain. Works. Um, there is, there are so many things to talk about. I think you make a. Re- I want to highlight. You make a really good point about resources. There's a small theater company in town that I worked with some years ago, who just spent a lot of time making sure their sets were really good, even though they were a tiny theater company, because they had discovered that nobody, none of the audience would take them seriously if their sets weren't really mm-hmm. good. And I came from Chicago, where the audience would take you seriously if you had a chair and. You know, two chairs on the table. In fact, they preferred it. You know, but here there had to be really nice sets. So resources, I do think, makes a big difference. But that being said, I think we often have this situation, and I'm, I'm working on it now with with Wonderlust, and we're community driven, and we have these experiences in a room where people are uh, sitting around, and we ask them about adoption, and they share their stories, and everybody listens, and people come up to us afterwards, and are like, I can't. It was amazing what you did, and we're like, we didn't do anything. We just sat there and you spoke, um, just being listened to. And that in and of itself is an incredible experience and incredibly tiring as well. But then we have to translate that. Mm -hmm. That's our goal is to translate that for the audience. And I do think that if we're honest, we can say that in many circumstances, even in wonderful processes, maybe we haven't translated that to the audience. Why does that happen? How does that happen? How do we stop that from happening? I don't know. Whatever your thoughts on that. Well, that's, I mean, that's incredibly complicated because there, there, there's, there's the, um, it's like any playwright translating their work. They have an idea and they're trying to translate it to an audience, and, and they may or may not be successful one time over the next. And and any material when you're taking so many voices and putting them together and trying to tell, so in some ways, a universal story about adoption, say. Um, the, the translation, I mean, that's that's the 
you know, that's the mystery sauce of what theater is, right? Like, so you don't think it's it's related to community engaged work in any way? You think it's just generally theater? I I think so. You know, I mean, I, I you know, and, and I want I like I like want to backtrack on all these because I think there's been a lot of great um, input. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll just start for myself. You know, the reason I grew up loving theater is one, I went to theater. But I mean, I was the type of kid who went to theater, and if I if I saw something that I resonated with, I wouldn't talk for like a day because <laughs> I would just sit on that what was happening, and it would just vibrate inside me. And I didn't want to share it because that was just something that spe was special and, and took me out of whatever I was in, you know, location, whatever, and just brought, gave me the ability to experience something that was outside of my life. Um, so, and then going to, you know, uh, school and becoming an adult professional artist, then you start to butt up against these things where, you know, you're not telling your story, you're, you're part of, you know, telling the stories, really has nothing to do with you or, you know... Um, and so there's that political side of it. Mm -hmm. And also, that's when we become community engaged, is because then we start going, listen, if no one's out there telling the story and, 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 and bringing forth an experience that I can connect with or people like me connect with, um, then that's something I want to take on. So, that, you know, you always sort of come out of that corner. But, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know... Uh, Again, I just want to do, you know, we're not doing community theater in the sense of like, hey, let's just do a show, right? <laughs> it doesn't mean that we're, we're not striving for artistic excellence in those ways. And it's not that, you know, it's a binary with the capital A art, okay. you know. Um, but what I did hear, you know, is the, the, the notion of dialogue and communicating, which is so important. It's yeah. like, who are you talking to and who are you doing this for? And how are you lifting those people up as well? Um, so when you talk about, you know, you're you're doing the adoption play, and you know I've I've seen adoption plays, and, and I'm adopted as well. And thinking about those experiences, those experiences for each adoptee are so unique, mm -hmm. and and are filled with so many individual experiences that need to give you know you need to give so much context to really understand the impact of all these small things mm -hmm. so I mean I can just imagine you bring a whole group of people in yeah. with their experience and then so as as you know a creator or a producer then how do you really honor those personal experiences yeah. but also create what is what is the commonality and what are we really wrestling with in those ways and be able to give context and then how do we use art because you can't everybody's experience is individual, but how do we then use our skills as artists to somehow make somebody feel as though they've been seen and heard, even though it can't possibly include everything that can't possibly be. And what we're doing is we're putting community members on stage, right? It, so and how much of that is our responsibility? Because a lot of the elders and mentors that I have, they talk about, it's so interesting, but they talk about that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to create the art that speaks, moves your spirit, moves, you know what I mean, that is really rooted and grounded, and then, you know what I mean? And, and it's so interesting, because I think a lot of us actually wear hats as producers, <laughs> theater makers. I mean, we, we're, we have the privilege to navigate in all of those arenas, and so we often are thinking about who's our audience, and, um, and is it process-driven, or is it product-driven, and what is the capacity of it, and how can we make sure that the f folks that we're working with, whether they're students or adults, their capacity may start here, but by the end, it's, it, you know, it ends there. So what, it, the, I, what I'm intrigued by these questions is, 
how much of it is our responsibility? Because I often go back and forth, I'm like, yeah, we have a responsibility. Like, we want to make sure, I want to make sure that if I'm creating this piece and I'm like, you know, and I just, I feel like my ultimate goal is to uh, empower these women, empower women worldwide, I mean, really broad, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I want, I want that to be translated you know, as opposed to people leaving and saying, uh, what was that about? You know, like, what is, what's our responsibility? Because I'm going to be really honest. When I first started, I could care less who the audience was and, you know, what they, t I was just like, I just want to do the work. I want to interview a hundred women and I want to get their stories and I want to put it together and I want to be true to the women I interviewed and, and create a piece with another group of women and, 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 and be able to say, yeah, there's a thumbs up on that process. But I didn't care about, I didn't, I wasn't concerned about who came to see it and how, what their takeaway was. Now, as I've, you know, obviously I was younger, now I'm much older, and I, you know, work, even working with institutions, you know, when I did my piece here, I was, by the time I came to the Guthrie here with my solo work, I was really clear of who my audience was. When I curate artists, you know, they're often very unclear about who their audience is and how they can, how, what control they have and what that audience experience is, which I feel like is a whole nother conversation, right? Like when people come to Penumbra, you know, in the shows, how, how, there's certain decisions that are made from the sh selection of the piece mm -hmm. to how you communicate about that piece, your outreach and your engagement to the actual piece landing on stage and the community coming in and the dialogues and the digging deeper around that. So it's all, it's all, it's real, it's a big, there's a lot yeah, of variables. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff you said in that. So before I, does anyone want to jump in before I ask him? I would just say that for me, I like when I'm thinking about the, like the, the work, I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for just one. I'm hoping for just one person mm -hmm. or multiple people, just one person who will go, that's me. Mm -hmm. Because that was like that was the experience that led me to theater was going, oh, that's my story. And I think whenever I work with students and they're gonna and we're working on this sort of work about like and people are like, well, why do it? Why are we just gonna get up there and say all these things that happened? I'm like, because someone out there is not in your shoes, mm -hmm. and all I want them to do is go, oh, that's me. And I think the moment that you feel like you are not alone is a moment where we not to be all grandiose, but a moment we save lives in that work. Mm -hmm. You save lives in that work when you go, oh, I'm not alone. Someone else knows that. And not only did they get through it, but now they're on stage telling me about it and getting through it, and I still haven't told anyone. So for me, I think that I just, I'm just hoping, I, I, I'm just hoping for one amongst whoever's there. I'm like, one of you find yourself. I love that. Yeah, I think that the reality of people coming to the theater who have never seen themselves in the theater before, who've never seen on stage before, who've never seen their story told or their life put up there. That's their body. And, yeah. and their body put up. That's an incredibly powerful experience for them and um, makes the work totally worth doing. Totally worth doing. And, you know, there is that moment, though, I think, in the, the what you said earlier um, about um, you have these amazing experiences in whether it's the classroom or the rehearsal room or the development room, you know, where you're, where you're creating the piece. And then do I take that person whose life story is so amazing and put them out on stage and are they going to then be able to communicate to the audience what they communicated to us in that room? Mm -hmm. And that's, a, that's a, a tough one. Please come back next week 
for the next section. And once again, thank you to the Guthrie Theater for use of the Kitchak Lounge and the live audience for being so generous.